0: Hey friends, welcome to Heart of Dating and today's mini-series. In fact, this is the very first mini-series of 2021. And I wanna let you guys know what to expect this year. So on Wednesdays, we will launch a brand new full-length episode, and then on Fridays for the next few weeks, we're going to be launching mini-series episodes. These mini-series episodes will be short snippets of practical advice for the subject that we're discussing on Wednesdays with that guest of the week. Now, to remind you, the beginning of season six will be focusing on different elements and themes from my very first book, Thank You for Rejecting Me. So Friday, these mini-series, are going to be some really practical advice that also coincide with things that you'll find in my book that comes out on February 16th. So, today, let's go into the topic. We're talking about chapter 11 of my book called God on Mute. So many people lately have been asking me, Kate, you just went through a breakup a few months ago, and how do you seem so positive today? You're smiling, you seem happy. How are you able to do that after just going through a breakup? Well, today, that's kind of what I want to talk about because. The last thing that I want to encourage anyone to do is shove down your pain. It's kind of like shoving a marshmallow into a keyhole. (laughs) Eventually, if you try to do that, eventually the gooey insides will come oozing out and it'll make such a crazy mess, right? And that's what kind of happens when we try to shove down or compartmentalize or hide our pain. It will come out and it will leak over everything. So today I want to talk about what it means to grieve hopefully. What it means to grieve hopefully is making space for our pain while still fixing our eyes on God, knowing that he has good things planned for the future. And even if none of it makes sense right now, oftentimes it won't. And even if it feels overwhelming and terribly bleak and painful, it will make sense one day. You will see the purpose of why this happened one day. So to answer that question that everyone asks me, how do I seem so positive? It's because I'm able to practice hopefully grieving. The first part of hopefully grieving is to give yourself space to just go through all the stages of grief. And I want to call out who this is for, okay? This isn't just for the people who have been through big traumas within this last year of 2020, because maybe you didn't actually lose your job. But instead, maybe you lost a sense of normalcy in your normal life. Maybe you lost community that was important to you. Uh, maybe you really missed going to church. Maybe you're still single and it just hurts because now dating feels that much more bleak. Maybe you're questioning where your future is going. Friend, that needs to be grieved. All the things that are building up over this last year, those things need to be processed and they need to be Grieved. You are not broken or weak if you admit that you need some time and space to grieve. We have all collectively gone through so much just this last year. So I want to really reference what are the stages of grief. Officially, these are the five stages of grief. They are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Now, let me give you something special here, okay? Okay. They pay the therapist big bucks for this information that I'm about to share with you. (laughs) Just kidding. Not at all. But you guys, the thing about grief and the stages of grief is that there is not a specific formula for grief. There are these stages that I just said, but the thing about grief is that you can go in and out of each one of these stages through time, and you don't just make it through one stage and never go back to that stage ever again. It doesn't really work like that. How it instead works is one day you might feel really sad and feel depressed and you can't stop crying. You may find it even hard to get out of bed that day, or you just feel really discouraged. Then the next day, maybe you get hit with a rush of anger towards a person, towards a situation, towards God even. And then maybe the day after that or the week after that, you find yourself really on edge and on the precipice of cracking at any moment. A few days later, maybe you're hit with a wave of sadness again and tears start streaming down your cheeks nonstop as you continue to grieve and feel sad for what you lost Maybe you feel energized one day and you feel like, man, I'm doing great. I can do this. And you start thinking like, I'm fine. Wow, this grief thing, it's not all that bad. Like life is good. Until guess what? Something triggers you and you have a hard day again or you feel anxious again. And then you start feeling like, God, can you change the situation? Like I just want to be happy again. Friend, grieving is messy and frustrating and never really resolves neatly and perfectly. But the true beauty blooms when we surrender to the entire process. That's where the transformation is revealed, in the surrender to the entire process. So give yourself the gift of allowing space for the process of grieving. Don't try to force it or make it look a certain way. Just work through it and feel every last part of it. There's an amazing book actually called The Body Keeps the Score, and I talk about this in my book, but basically the premise of it is that the traumas that are stored up in our life, whether big T traumas or little T traumas, little things that pile up over time, those traumas store up in our body. And actually, over time, if not dealt with, they can lead to so many ailments physical ailments, actually, diseases, mental problems, so many things. So, it's really important that we don't just shove things down because it actually will have physical effects on our bodies. That's why people who just compartmentalize and move on to the next thing, even though that may seem like, oh, wow, they, nothing affects them. Like they're invincible. That's actually not healthy. And I promise you that one day those things are going to come to haunt those people because it's going to come out through resentment. It's going to come out through their bodies having ailments that they are unexplainable. So it's really, really true that the trauma lives in your body and you have to start working through that trauma. And the way you do that is start grieving So now that we kind of have talked a little bit about the grieving part, I want to talk about the hopeful part here. The part where everyone asks me, Kate, you've just gone through something really heartbreaking. So how do you seem joyous? How do you find hope amidst all the breakups and heartbreaks you've been through? Now I say this in my book. I say, hope is not wishful thinking. It's also not denying the bad and only speaking from a place of positivity. No, rather, hope is an expectation of goodness based on knowing the character of God and coming to terms with and surrendering to His promises for your life. Grieving means that as we lament and cry out to God with our steadfast prayers, we also set our hope in the confident expectation that God will work through it all because we understand His ultimate goodness and His beautiful promises that we see throughout the Bible you guys, here's the key with this kind of hope. It's not a hope that's void of pain. No, it's not a place of holly jolly gumdrops with rainbows and butterflies and where you just have no cares or worries in the world. Hope is not equal to expecting nothing bad to happen. Jesus never promised us that. In fact, he actually promised us the opposite. He promises that we will have trials and to be prepared because we will face trials of many kinds. Rather, the hope that remains in our time of grieving is this. God is at work in our hearts and souls, and he will use our pain to help transform us beautifully for the good of this world. I believe that from the core of who I am. And I want you to believe that too, if you don't. Now, the next question I get is, but Kate, how do I do this? How do I start grieving hopefully? Now, as you know, this last fall of 2020, I was broken up with, with someone that I really did see myself being with in the future. And I'll be honest, I didn't see it coming and it was really hard. The grieving felt messy at first. I felt really confused and heartbroken but I want to tell you about a few things that directed me into hopeful grieving after that rejection. First of all, I lamented like crazy. Okay. I gave myself space every single day to just get on my knees and cry before God in my pain and lament and frustration. I kind of let the grief happen to me and I didn't try to shove it down. I also didn't try to sugarcoat any of the pain and frustration that I had. Trust me, there was some cursing a time or two, okay? And if you're going to judge me right now, that's fine. But I'm telling you, I get real with God with the pain and frustration. I know he can handle it. There was even a day I found myself in the middle of a raging storm outside, and I had to stay inside, and it just felt like the outside was representative of my inside, like everything was being tossed to and fro, and I just found myself on my hands and knees in my room in utter agony. I was crying out. I was yelling. I was weeping on the floor. It was a pretty low moment, but at the same time, I knew that God could handle it, and I knew that he was there. And I clung to a trust that through the lamenting and the pain that God was transforming that devastation I was feeling into something beautiful behind the scenes. I felt him there. He was with me. Now, grieving is not always pretty. Lamenting is not always pretty. But God is with us in our pain. Even when I didn't understand any of why that breakup happened, I knew that God did. And I knew that he had me. Now your grieving process, your healing process, it may not be instant relief friends. So you have to keep on going at it. You have to persevere and be persistent. Something else I did was I actually went on daily worship walks. Yeah, I praise God through the pain, which I know seems a little counterintuitive, right? Because you're like praising God for something really terrible that happened. (laughs) But what this helped me to do was it helped me to get into a posture of hope and of loving God, no matter what circumstance I was going through. And this really helped me every day. It helped me fix my eyes on the Lord and it helped me to focus my eyes on what was to come, which I knew would be redemption one day. Even now, I'm still in that process, right? I don't know how he's exactly going to be using that breakup or why that relationship didn't work out, right? But I know that he's working it all together. I know that he is. And another thing I did in grieving... I journaled everything. Okay, you guys, I was a journal fiend. Uh, My hand was like hurting some of the days. Uh, And it's actually been found through science that writing with a pen and paper is actually more beneficial. And it resonates more in your brain than just typing a note on your phone. I actually have a lot of people who are like, I don't like to journal, I just write it on my phone. And that's fine by all means. But I want you to know today that actually journaling scientifically has more of an impact on your brain. Plus, not only that, we are on our phones so So much. If you haven't seen the social dilemma on Netflix, then you'll know that like we are addicted to our smartphones. (laughs) But and that is really no surprise to anybody. But what a beautiful thing to kind of take a break from that and just get old, get out some old-fashioned pen and paper and just write things down, right? Journaling is kind of my own external processing and therapy in a way. And it helps me like get to some clarity when I write things down. Another thing I did while I was trying to hopefully grieve was I made sure to do something just for me consistently. In this case, one of the things I decided to do was I actually took a spontaneous trip to get away. I just decided, you know what? I had some time off of work. I already had baked it in. I was supposed to go on a trip with that boyfriend and that didn't end up happening because we broke up. So I redirected that trip and I redeemed that time off by taking a trip for myself and I got off social media. I disconnected. If you were following me back in the fall, you'll probably remember that I did this and you didn't know why at the time, but now you know why. And I intentionally just got with God and I did something for my heart and my soul. Now, a month and a half after my breakup, I did something else for myself. I actually went to Disney because y'all know it's my happy place and I actually feel a lot of Jesus and a lot of joy at Disney and I just love going to Disney as an adult. So friend, whatever you've been through, I can't even pretend to imagine what that has been like and what 2020 has brought up for you, but I wanna encourage you that It's not lost on me, and it's especially not lost on God. I know that it can seem unimaginable sometimes. And at the same time, I want to encourage you that there is a way to grieve hopefully. Maybe you've been single your whole life, and you're confused about why God would allow you to still be in this season. I want to encourage you to focus on grieving hopefully through that pain. Maybe you've put yourself out there and been shot down over and over again. Focus on grieving hopefully. Maybe you were really expectant about something working out and it just did not go as you planned. Focus on bringing that to God and grieving hopefully. Maybe someone suddenly left you or broke up with you. Focus on grieving hopefully. Don't let these moments create a bitterness in your heart until it hardens like a rock. Press into them. Press into the pain. As I say, feel the pain to heal the pain. And if it's been a while, take those pains out of the closet where where they've been hiding. And it's time to face them. It's time to clean out that closet. Grieve with God. Even if you don't think he hears you, even if you think he's absent, I'll be the one to remind you today that he hears you. He's still listening. Keep on going. Keep on pressing through it. Don't give up on yourself. Friend, that's it for today's mini-series. I hope this encouraged you. And if you want to find out more, if this was helpful for you, I talk about this in way more detail in my book, Thank You for Rejecting Me, coming out February 16th. You can go to me.com or tyfrm.com and you can pre-order the book right now and get yourself some amazing bonuses, including a five-step video series that I created that will help you to deal through any rejection that you're facing right now. Oh right, friends. Love you and see you next week. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.